0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: This is Sheffield Live. You are
2: listening to the Squeak. Did I miss the star? Taking an alternative look at the week's news.
3: I see you in a my eyes. and
2: chatting nonsense.
3: Well, of you ain't cool.
2: yeah. Plus, finding the very best new local music. Gotta tell you my love. Season. Sundays from 2 p.m. on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. All listen online or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching for the Squeak. Do you have time to be a lover Follow and tweet us on Twitter at the Squeak or like and comment at Facebook.com/slash the Squeak. Woman. Your hosts, Luke Cross and James Hargreaves. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM and online and all the other usual places. Luke isn't with us this week, unfortunately, um, but we do have a stand-in, someone who has been on before and um, the regular host of the That King Thing podcast. We have got Mr. Thomas King with us. How are you, Tom? Oh, all right, thank you, James. Yeah, yeah, not bad. So uh, we've we've already had a bit of a chat before, so we might go over some stuff that we've already talked about, but the listeners yeah. haven't heard exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you are going to see Avenged
4: Sevenfold this evening. I am indeed, and that's at Sheffield Arena. It's at the arena with Disturbed and In Flames. So all right. quite a good lineup, really, to get three. Quite high-end bands in one gig, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good lineup for that kind of yeah. music, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like, so you're into your shouty, loud guitar, thrashing yeah, music. Aren't that's it? my scene generally. I like a hell of a lot of stuff, but that's probably my forte. That's the main area I stick to. Yeah. That and gaming. Yes,
2: which you, uh, as I mentioned, you do the uh, that King Thing podcast. Indeed. Uh, which you can get from searching on iTunes and all the other usual places um, tell us a little bit about that in fact before you do let's just uh, try and try and make you feel a little bit at home shall we
4: want to do an intro right now <laughs> yeah go right. on do it hello and welcome to episode made up of that king thing <laughs> <laughs> so that's the king thing that king thing theme tune yeah. i'll keep on calling it the king thing because
2: it's just easy to say for some reason um and this is a podcast that you do with your brothers
4: yeah essentially me and my two younger brothers yeah yeah
2: um, one of them is ginger and looks
4: like Bogdan. Yeah, I think we mentioned this last time. Yeah, I think that was the key talking point for the last time I was here was James's similarity to Bogdan. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Bogdan, the footballer. Yeah, if nobody knows that.
2: Uh, and your other brother, Joshua.
4: Yep. Who? Um, told us a bit about Joshua. Told um, us a fact about him. He has. Oh well, he had a heart condition which led to him having a replacement heart valve when we were younger, and. Wow. It is the most annoying thing in the world when you're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> it is, he's, he's the one that ticks. It, he's the one that ticks, yeah. It's
2: like there's a, a bomb counting and down the, in the background. Uh,
4: at the start of every episode, I have to say, Joshua, you ticking. And he has to kind of position his mic exactly right <laughs> so that it gets his voice, but not the, not the valve. <laughs> it's not as if he
2: can really help it, though,
4: is it? No. No, he can't, in fairness to him.
2: <laughs> so... That goes out, you record on a Wednesday, and it's out on a Thursday. Yeah,
4: usually Wednesday evening, so Thursday's it's release day, yeah. And you
2: recently did a best-of compilation.
4: Yeah, um, we asked the listeners for some of their favourite moments, among with some other things, like gaming awards that we did, and the overwhelming response was generally the episode where Tom was really, really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Tom was drunk. Now, this is one of my favourite episodes.
2: Um... What I was gonna do was I was gonna get some clips to play, like like I just did with the theme tune. Probably far too sweary. That's it. I couldn't find any, and I didn't have time to bleep out all the swears. Mm. So, so um, the, the, I just said mate a hell of a
4: lot. Yes, in yeah, in mate.
2: I, I re-listened to to the drunk podcast last night, and it is genius. Thank it's, you. It's genuinely genius. In that <laughs> you you make very little sense, and you're saying mate a lot. Yeah, and you did some kind of quiz.
4: Yeah, didn't, didn't, did I win? I think I won, didn't I? I think you did, yeah. Or I very nearly won, because <laughs> I remember <laughs> a moment going, when... James, you're about to get beat by a drunkard, mate. <laughs> or yeah, something yeah. to it that It was effect. a tiebreaker.
2: I remember a tiebreaker. Yes, it was a tiebreaker, tie-breaker. yeah. yeah. Um, but to be fair, James doesn't know that much, does he?
4: Um, no. <laughs> to be honest, doesn't know much about anything, I don't think. Will James and Joshua be listening this afternoon? Uh I hope so. I've told them to. All right. okay. They better be. <laughs> well,
2: um, as usual people can tweet us at the squeak. That's T H E S Q W E E K. Spelt wrong, as always. Um so James, Joshua, if you're listening, you can tweet us and tell us a fact about Thomas. Yeah. Which is always fun. Now, I've I've been um I've been addicted to certain things like on, on youtube like certain videos mm. right one video i've I've been watching a lot recently is uh the series of the hot ones where, where there's this guy who does interviews with people after eating chili peppers oh nice this yeah. this this is where the chicken thing came in isn't it <laughs> yeah, so, so this morning I, I, was, <laughs> I sent you a text this morning saying a few questions speculatively um are you? Uh, do you have any allergies? Um, do you like chicken? And do uh, are, are, are you okay with hot food, spicy
4: food? This is going to be interesting.
2: Yeah. So this this is. I've just nipped into Nando's on the way here. Uh, that's, o- that's fine. I think I can manage that. Other chicken shops are available. So what what we got? Breaking the cardinal rule of no food and
4: drinking the Sheffield yeah. Live Studio. Um, or on the radio, for that matter. Or on the radio. <laughs> unless you, unless <laughs> you're my brother and then you can eat a quiche whilst recording a podcast.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that one as well. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting one. Like we, we have... Nando's do
4: this lovely
2: dish called chicken
4: roulette. Oh, is it like... It's almost like the um, so Doritos, isn't it? Doritos do the roulette. Yes, they do the roulette. Yeah, like my, I've got loads of napkins as well. So My mate, Drew is um obsessed with buying the roulette doritos he doesn't do spicy food and i swear everyone he gets is a hot one <laughs> and i never yeah. get a hot one in these doritos He's like oh man it's a hot yeah. one like no it's not the <laughs> thing is with the doritos you can tell by the color i thought that you, but i was surprised that, yeah. i go for the ones that got the heavier readier coating but yeah. it never seems to work i want the hot ones yeah i definitely. never get one um so
2: yeah, we've been to Nando's and they do wing roulette because this afternoon we've done very little preparation for the show as as per usual. Uh and we're winging it. So we are literally winging it today. Nice play on words, I like it. Yeah. with uh, wing roulette. So these range apparently there's a couple of the really mild ones, a couple of like a couple of each of the um range of uh sauces that they're yeah. marinated in. Um so a couple of these are apparently the really 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 hot ones. Okay. If, if everything goes to plan. They all look the same to me. Yeah, I was I've just been eyeing them up trying to work out <laughs> which ones are which, but So so if we take it, it in turns to um to eat one. Okay. Um so you're the guest, do you wanna start? Do you wanna pick one uh, to, to go for? I'll
4: go for this one.
2: <laughs> right. It's gone for a nice chicken wing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I watched the hot ones
4: and there's there's a guard. <laughs>
2: Your face.
4: <laughs> it just hit the back of my throat immediately. <laughs> that is a spicy one.
3: Wow. Um
4: So you've gone straight straight for the spice,
2: that's um interesting. Oh. <laughs> so, uh yeah, the hot ones is it's it's a channel where a guy eats chili peppers uh with a guest and interviews them and it is pretty genius. He's had like yeah. mainstream like really big hard rappers that have, um, that have had to walk out of the interview because they can't take it and stuff like that
4: I'd heard about it I've never actually watched an episode of it but it's the thing that you just said about the rappers there having to walk away because yeah. it was just too hot for them I, I do remember like reading and somebody talking about it somewhere there, there was uh, he's also
2: done a couple of um, extra episodes of a guy called Chili Klaus right Okay, kind, kind of gives it away uh, he's called Chili Klaus um, and they at what's called a Californian Reaper Mm. Right, which is apparently like three million
4: Scoville units, something. That, yeah, is it, or is it higher than that? It's, really high, a, 2.5
2: million, it, it's two and a half million. But it's the uh, out of the Scoville units, which like if you get a normal jalapeno or jalapeno, um, that's about two thousand Scoville units. I think. So imagine how hot a jalapeno is, and imagine how hot.
4: <laughs> a, I enjoyed that a California wing, by the California. <laughs> just say, I am coughing, good? but it was nice.
2: That's. Uh, so, yeah, you get free food when you come here. Um, yeah, it's good. i enjoyed it. And water, just yeah. in case. Yeah, so this guy in Chili Klaus, they they eat these Californian Reapers, and literally it looks like they're just convulsing and they're, they're going into yeah. fits and stuff. And, yeah. and after five minutes of that, with them trying to talk and not being able to... They just get up, look at each other, and just give each other a big hug and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> we did brilliant. it, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, look for look on YouTube for the hot ones and chilly Klaus. Um, right, so let's go for our first track of the day. Um, these guys are absolutely everywhere at I the minute. Mean, they've sold out a couple of shows in Sheffield that are coming up already. They are supporting Milburn and Reverend of the Makers at the Don Valley Bowl. Um, on the Friday night, which is the first night of the Mosborough Music Festival, but I think it's uh, kind of a separate thing. Um, but yeah, a bit of a punky, thrashy thing. Uh, this is Cabbage with the Uber Capitalist Death Trade. And that was cabbage. Other vegetables are available. Um, I was just saying in that, you listen back to it, listen to the bass line, and it reminds me of Big with Tom Hanks. And we go down, <laughs> down, down, down by the roller coaster. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that is the bass line. That is literally it. Right, I'm going to dip into one of these wings and see. Uh Because we have now filled the studio with the smell of chicken. Yeah. And it's making me a bit hungry. Um, so, whilst I do that, you tell us a little bit about the Sheffield Podcast Network.
4: Yeah, it's a little group that's been started up um, by some other local podcast hosts. And effectively, what we're trying to do at the minute is just enlighten the people of Sheffield to how many podcasts and what variety there actually is that's been made in the city. So despite James not being in Sheffield for our recordings, obviously me and Joshua are um and yeah we kind of get together once a month try and bat ideas off each other um trying to look at somehow getting the city involved in some respect trying to work out how at the minute it's probably the key thing Um, yeah so it's about promoting cross-promoting all the podcasts yeah
2: getting everyone together this is a really mild um chicken wing by the way boring one yeah Yeah. (laughs) sorry um
4: yeah, it's kind of just about sort of us working together as podcasts to help each other, but then we're trying to move into educating people about podcasts because you tend to find either people know about podcasts and already listen to them, mm-hmm. or they haven't got a clue. There's, there doesn't seem to be a middle ground. Like Some people are curious, but then they don't know where to get started, and I think that's the next step, is also trying to help people like that. that there is a big barrier.
2: People think it's hard and confusing to listen to a podcast, don't they?
4: Yeah, but it's just not...
2: Um, and it's it's not. It literally, if you've got an, a, an iPhone, for instance, there's a podcast app.
4: Yeah, it's built, it's built into it. Yeah. So as long as it's been put onto iTunes, it's fine, it's there. Yeah, and so. and
2: even without iTunes, it's just dead simple anyway. Yeah,
4: well, I I have like a, a number of apps installed on mine just because of the different places that we put our show for people to get to it. Yeah. Um, but they're all, they're all the same thing. You just type in the show that you're looking for, hit subscribe, which is it's like a free thing. It's not... I think that always puts people off as well, the word subscribe. People see the word subscribe and I think associate that with paying for something. Yeah. But yeah. It's, just, it's just not, is no, it?
2: No, you literally subscribe and then it delivers it to you for free every week yeah. or whenever it oh, comes Oh, yeah. Out. Whenever they put an
4: episode, it instantly comes through. So Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So...
2: Uh, there's a website for this as well, isn't there? Sheffieldpodcasts.co.uk,
4: podcasts. I think. I should really check, shouldn't I? But, I think that's right. Um, I think I've it's sheffieldpodcasts.co.uk. And you would be surprised, listener, dear listener, that uh, how many different podcasts are coming out of Sheffield. Yeah, that's it. I, I was surprised, like... I got into it through listening to stuff like you guys, because I normally listen to this show more often than not through the podcast. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where I got interested in listening to other podcasts, which made me then want to go make one. And then you kind of, when you get part of a group like that, it, you realise how many are actually going on, yeah. which is really interesting. And the BBC and the, li- the
2: likes of the BBC now, um, I play a radio app, yeah, is just it's literally just podcasts. Yeah, it's just a list of podcasts and, and BBC Radio, much like television now, are going more to on-demand listening and yeah. doing
4: special shows. The um, and stuff. The Archers keeps coming up on iTunes, so that's that's all moved into podcast format now. So I'm assuming it's still on radio as it always has been, yeah. but they transition it into like you say on-demand stuff, so that you can just subscribe to the podcast and listen to it. Well, whenever that's you the want. best analogy,
2: isn't it? Because you've got <clears throat> your iPlayer and all those things yeah people don't necessarily watch the television at the time that the program's on
4: I rarely do so anymore. I, I, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> it's very so,
2: rare. so you go onto iPlayer or whatever and watch it after the fact mm-hmm. and that, that's uh, that's the way it's going with radio and literally radio is just transitioning into podcasts now yeah a lot of it is yeah and there's there's a huge variety like um I know there's the the talk Sheffield one have you listened to that
4: yeah to be honest they do some really good pieces um because they they sort of they went out to the the camp that was up at the flats on Park Square yeah uh places like that and they sort of they're interviewing people that and it's like real interviews that you don't really hear that much on radio itself anymore um but, yeah, they're, they're a really good listen because it, it gives you a real idea of kind of stuff that's going in, on in the city. Yeah, that, that's,
2: that's one of my favourite ones right yeah. now because I only found out about this through the Sheffield Podcast Network. Same. And yeah. the the content that they're doing is really, really good. Yeah, uh, It's it's literally just all about people in Sheffield. I think it's just a couple of Darnall lads that have got yeah. together and they have different guests each week.
4: Yeah, they've, had, they've had people in from like local in Darnall sort of. Talking about how that's changed because obviously there's there's the main strip through, yeah. and it used to be sort of butchers, uh, veg shops, you know, stuff like that all the way down. And now, obviously, their conversation was it's kind of take away, take away barbers, take away, take away barbers, <laughs> yeah, take yeah. away barbers, and that that's all that there is down there now. It's they've done it's a really good episode out. with uh, was it a butcher. <clears throat> I think he. I think he used. Is it the guy from Darnall? Yeah, the guy yeah. From I think Darnow. he used to run one of the butchers, run, and he's since retired and is, closed it yeah, down.
2: And it's about how he's existed there for the last thirty years or yeah. whatever, and then had to close down. His wife has a, has a shop next door yeah. as well, and selling cards. I think it was or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and he, even that's a dying market, isn't it? Yeah. now, uh, yeah. for bricks and mortar retail. Yeah,
4: definitely. Do you want to try another wing? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> See if I get another hot one. If you get all the hot ones, I'll be disappointed. This one, this one physically feels mild. <laughs> How does it feel mild? I don't know. What, what's the feel of a mild chicken? I've nailed it, though. That is the mildest piece of chicken I've ever eaten in my <laughs> life. There is no spice on that whatsoever. Nothing at all. Not even inherited from being in the bag with the others. Well, yeah, they have been in
2: the bag together for about half an hour and obviously mixed up together, but you would have thought some would have rubbed off on that, but mine was really what, mild as well.
4: I have no idea how I could sense that just from touching it, by the way. It's got a gift. It's a gift. So, you did your drunk
2: podcast. Mm. um, Because, and you could have gone to the Sheffield Beer Festival any night, but you you made a point of saying on on your drunk podcast that Wednesday
4: night was the best night to go. Wednesday night is the best night. (laughs) Why is this? Well, firstly, because none of the beers have run out yet. Good point, I've been on so many Thursdays or Fridays, and there's no beer left, or not the ones you want, so that's advantage number one, yeah, two is less busy, so you just walk up to the bar and you are served immediately and I don't know, just fun so. it's fun to experiment with alcohol on school nights <laughs> <laughs> and and did you get up for work the next morning um yeah. I'd struggled. Wow. I, I struggled, but I managed it. Because not only did you... I was a, I was like a, a sort of a walking zombie, but... Y- you went yeah. you went to the Sheffield Beer Festival.
2: You said that you're going to leave at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is all on the podcast, yeah. people want to listen back. Um, then you ended up getting more drinks, mm-hmm. and you went home to record your podcast, and it ended up being about half 12 or something that you started recording your podcast. Yeah.
4: It was actually a Thursday for a change. Yeah. I think I made a point of that on the show as well. Yeah, you did with a mouthful
2: of chicken. So, at half past twelve on a Thursday morning, you you got both your both your brothers work as well, assumedly. Yeah, yeah. So you uh,
4: you disrupted their their work day the next day as well. I, d- I did, but I think I can't remember if I said this on the show or not. But my excuse was it had been thirty weeks yes yeah. and I was always the first one there because I set everything up and I was always ready and James is always late or he was he's not so bad for it now but he was always late and I think I made a point of saying to him I don't care you're late all the time it's my turn <laughs> but once in 30 weeks it's my <laughs> turn <laughs> uh, so yeah and it, it was <clears throat> an hour and a half episode-ish mm. so you're going to bed about 2 o'clock then you got up for work wow that's that's uh, commitment yeah it was um, it was a tough day that it was a long day um And people were amazed at the fact that I'd drunk as much as I had and still got to work. So... It was yeah. funny. What what we found out about you is that you say mate a lot. Yeah, it's weird though because even when I'm normally drunk, I don't do that. It was just to, it was just that occasion. <laughs> yeah, mate, mate. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think I was trying to fake chaviness or something. Because like, mate, <laughs> what you're talking about, mate? <laughs> but it wasn't even in a sentence. At the beginning of each sentence, it's like, mate, you don't yeah, know. This yeah, or, mate, that's is, <laughs> it. Just listening back, it. mates, listening back to it though as well. <laughs> It just reminds me of like kind of stereotypical stoner dudes, where they're like, "Dude, this, dude, that." <laughs> it's just me being very Yorkshire. And,
2: Mate, you went into a mid nineteen nineties uh, American film comedy, yeah. right? Well, let's play another track. Um, a bit Kings of Leonish. This I think. These are some guys from Birmingham who've released uh, some stuff recently. Um, one of the songs offered their new EP is called Georgia Pine, and this is Broken Wit Rebels. <laughs>
1: bit upon me Oh, the bit of me and we're calling for the dawn and the dead of the night I can't find the words but
2: Life. So yeah, the broken wit rebels from Birmingham Way.
4: Um, I do quite like that one. What do you think to that one, Tom? Yeah, de- definite Kings of Leon vibe as you were saying yeah, before. I definitely I'm, hear that in it. His I voice, think so. I think. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah,
2: I, I, I actually listened to that earlier this morning and ended up going on a Kings of Leon marathon afterwards yeah, because I get that. it just uh, prompted me to for some reason. Yeah,
4: when Kings of Leon were good. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the older stuff rather than the yeah. newer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're not podcasting, mm. what are you doing day to day? Big hobby at the minute is definitely mountain biking. I've been oh, really? into that since the summer. Like, Because I used to do it as a kid, but not never anything proper. But this summer I kind of got myself a proper nice trails bike. And that's what I do, sort of, out up... Um, Grenoside places like that, and then go further afield to like Dolby and uh, Sherwood for the trails stuff like that. So, did I see the other day that you went something like thirty miles? In one um, day? No, I did. It wasn't quite that far. It was about fifteen. Oh, was it? I did. I did. Fi- I did fifteen miles out of just w- like winging it. My, my mate texted me and said, "I've got this really rubbish old bike, but I want to go out and do some cardio because he injured his foot playing uh, American football, and he was trying to get back into cardio without." Sort yeah. of aggravating his foot too much. So he just texted me and said, Do you wanna go for a bike ride? Like we'll ride down to Rother Valley and back and I'm like, Okay. Yeah. So I rode from Handsworth all the way to Rother Valley. We did laps around Rother Valley and then rode all the way back in the horrendous wind we had the other day.
2: Oh yeah, it was really windy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Pedaling up a hill into that wind the other day was the toughest workout I think I've had in ages. Oh, no. I was like he's like stopping dead on the hill and almost resorting to getting off and pushing the thing. <laughs> It reminds me a few years ago, I think we're going back about six or seven years ago,
2: I left the house to walk to work one day, when I left the house to walk to work, yeah, um, and the wind was so strong, it was literally pushing me backwards. Yeah, I was like, well, this is going to take a while, or I'll just go back home. Yeah. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just give up me. and let the wind take you back home, <laughs> yeah.
4: wait for it to die down. So what got you into your mountain biking? Um, again? My best friend, who's sort of my business partner of sorts as well, we work together, um... He got back into it. He bought himself a bike and he's really into it, but he didn't have anyone to go out with. And it was like, you used to mountain bike, didn't you? Yeah. Do you want to get a new bike and we'll start going out? Like, all right. Yeah, cool. Wow. Uh, but then that's led on to like, some of the projects we do, because as you know, people listening might not, but I'm like a web guy, so my career is building and sort of getting websites to work for people, and that's what we do together. But then the passion for the mountain biking's kind of spun off into a little side company we've got now called Reaper Accessories, and we're basically just doing these like designer mudguards, as we call them. Right. Um, and it's just like cool patterns, cool designs in loads of different colours, just for people to add like a bit of a personality to the bike. Because you go and buy a mudguard for your bike, and it's just kind of plain black, or maybe yeah. a, maybe a, like a coloured stripe on it or something. But these are sort of full camos in different colours, or like kind of candy skull tattoo sort of designs. That's what I've got on my bike at the minute. um And there's like sort of scenic ones, that are like little sort of forest silhouettes stuff, and they're all in different colours as well, so you can kind of get it to match right. whatever you want. Which pretty cool.
2: So people spend a lot on bikes, don't they? They're, oh, they're yeah. not cheap.
4: No. The they're, they're
2: proper they're not. mountain no. bikes, if, if you have it as a proper hobby. Yeah. They're not like the ones that you get when you go to centre parks. No. <laughs> Far from <laughs> it. <laughs>
4: But yeah, it's um, it, people. It's like people with cars as well. You know, pe- people that bike and bike a lot kind of take care of the bikes and and upgrade everything and and like things like that as much as people that buy nice things for the cars and like the yeah. kind of people that buff the car clean every weekend and that you know that kind of. So it's the same kind of level of obsession, I think. Yeah. So people <laughs> can go and get kind of any color, any cool design, and yeah, we we'll, we we're, we're working on. Literally, we're working at the minute on. Um, like a few different sizes of mudguards fit like uh, any bike possible. Uh so we're like doing kid sizes and some bigger ones at the minute we're testing for the fat bikes, which are the ones with really chunky wheels. Yeah. Um and then we're also going to be building like a customiser where you can almost upload your own thing into it, and oh, then right. sort of submit that, order it, and we'll get it printed as part of a, a normal run. So that's like kind of phase two that's coming later in the year. How many Sheffield Wednesday badges do you expect to be uploaded? <laughs> um, probably, probably a lot, just based on the fact that half of our support, because obviously we're Sheffielders as well. I I post it in places like Owls Talk and stuff all the time. So I'm on every forum that's involved in Sheffield, just posting about these mud cards and I think I've got a bit of a bit of a reputation. For it now, <laughs> I've been the mudguard guy.
2: <laughs> so, all the designs that are on there now, designs that
4: you've done, um, you put together. Well, you have got a designer to do and put together. Well, and- that's when, the way that me and Drew work together. Is like he's kind of sort of design and almost the business side of things. Like to be fair to him, it's it's his idea, and you know. Me and a couple of other people have kind of helped him put it together, but so he and a couple of other people sort of do the designs, and then people might email us and say we um, we want a custom one with our logo on it because we've been we've become quite popular on Instagram. People are really because mm. it's quite an instant visual thing, and there's people messaging us uh, on Instagram saying we want to sell some of these in our shop, but can you also do us one that's got our shop logo on it? Yeah. So we've got okay. people that are sort of say buying fifty mud guards to to trial and stock in their. Little biking shop somewhere out in America, but then they want a mudguard that's got their logo on it in certain colors. So we kind of just throw in a couple of them in for them with what they're buying as stock. Yeah. Uh, And then they're they're selling them at whatever they want to sell them at, really. Like it's a sort of a.
2: Cool. It's an interesting concept
4: for for those people who are into it. Yeah, Um, definitely. Where can people get this? Is the website all set up? Uh, Yeah, the the website at the minute is reaperstore.co.uk. Right. um, And then we're on sort of Facebook and Twitter and everything and uh, Instagram, and they're all just Reaper Guards. So it's like Reaper Guards on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Cool. And are you going to be doing a Reaper podcast at some point? Maybe. A mountain biking thing. To be honest, I had a look and there doesn't seem to be a huge number of mountain biking, but there's definitely cycling ones out there. Yeah. But there's not too many that are centric around mountain biking. So yeah, maybe if I get the time yeah, maybe on the a next venture. There. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Um so along with all the other podcasts, you you've been talking about doing uh F one one as well.
4: Yeah. F F one generally speaking and then bits of other motorsport involved. Yeah. So it's just become a weird addiction now. <laughs> Been doing that king thing for nearly a year, and it's it turned into that that point it? and it's just become a bit of an addiction of recording myself and then listening to myself back.
2: So that's come <laughs> about because you guested on another podcast.
4: Yes, don't lose right. your headlines. Yeah,
2: and uh, who is it? Is it Phil? from there? Uh, no, it's, the it's
4: Chris. Phil, Phil's the main host from Don't Lose Your Headline. Yeah. Um, And we kind of guest across each other's shows fairly often. So if anyone's listened to that King thing, you'll hear Phil. We did a Christmas special, which was Them and Us, which was a weird, um, was almost a big fat quiz of the year, Uh, the Channel 4 thing, like Jimmy Carr thing. And Phil kind of played the Jimmy Carr role and tried to host it and hold it together. (laughs) But yeah, six people recording a podcast over the internet (laughs) is chaotic, to say the least. Yeah, I I can imagine. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, then it's Chris Evans who's one of their guys, one of the Chris three Evans, from not Dulles. that one, not that one, or the other one, which or, is the, or other, the one? other one, all the, the other ones.
2: Captain America, there's oh, yeah, Top
4: Gear man. There's loads of Chris Evans people. Well, the, when you when we first said not that one, I was thinking Ginger one with the glasses. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it's, uh, I had to say that because I'll, another of my favorite podcasts is uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I listen podcast, to that one as well. Real Esteper. Real Esteper. <laughs>
4: for the kids that are cool. Yeah, and,
2: and his producer is called Chris Evans. And your whenever he mentions Chris Evans, he always says not that one. Yeah. So yeah, um, right. One more tune. Um, I've got got a little treat for you. To be honest, here uh, as a special thank you for coming in. Oh yeah. Um, on top of the chicken. <laughs> on top of the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> this, this one, um, I think you'll recognise this one, Tom. You, you might like it. Okay. So, for those who don't know, this is uh, who Tom's going to see tonight, Avenged Sevenfold, with uh, one of their big hits, Hail to the King. So Avenged Sevenfold, who you're going to see tonight, Tom? Indeed.
4: Hopefully be hearing that live.
2: Yes. Um, they've got a recent album out, um,
4: The Stage, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, and they've done a Best Of as well. For oh, yeah. anyone that enjoyed that, there was a Best Of from, like I don't know, 2006 to 2016 or something. I can't remember. They've been going longer than that, I think. But yeah. It's like from the early album, it's got quite a good, good selection of I think good I was reading tracks the- on it.
2: They got a new drummer, I think.
4: Yeah, that. I don't I don't know if it's if it's recent or not. Obviously the Rev who was the original drummer yeah unfortunately passed away a number of years ago and they've had a couple of drummers since then. Right, okay. um, so yeah, uh, that that was one of those things where you sort of see an entire community of people almost like pulled together. It's weird, like people that don't know each other at all. But things like that weirdly pull people together. Yeah, it's indeed. insane. So, Going
2: back to the gaming thing, because yeah. you're a gaming you're the host of a gaming podcast, that King thing. Um, did you see the uh, the gathering in the multiplayer online Star Wars game? Yes, for
4: um, uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, and they, they went to the Organa Temple. Yeah, I saw it on uh, Reddit. I think I saw the picture of it. But yeah. that's another good example. Of it. There, was, there was another one as well where um, this is going back a number of years. But there was a, a girl who played World of Warcraft and mm. somehow got into the public that I, I think she'd been like bullied at school or something, and she unfortunately. Committed suicide and it's a horrible topic, but this whole community of World of Warcraft players kind of all got together and had a massive, like, online funeral for this this girl that played this game. Yeah. So, like, the group of people she played with kind of organized it, and then there were people coming from servers all over the world just making little characters on that server. It's like, and it was there was thousands of people, yeah, it's insane. Brought the internet down, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I,
2: I, I remember reading one a while ago, I think it was League of, League of Legends, I think, where. Mm-hmm somebody died and lots of people got their characters together like from the clans or whatever I've never played League of Legends I'm not a League player to be Um, fair either but they they got everyone together uh, and then the people who were against that clan all came during the middle of the funeral oh, and started yeah. killing them.
4: I, I don't know if that was... An, that might have been another Warcraft one. I think that's happened on Warcraft as well. Oh, right. Where wow. they were trying to have a respectful like service, so to speak, and, yeah, the guys from the other side just came and stabbed them up. <laughs> yeah, because online gaming
2: gets a bit of a bad rep, doesn't it?
4: But It uh, does. There's a
2: lot of nice things I think. I think,
4: yeah, it's there's two extremes. I think that the whole trolling thing kind of sees its roots in... Yeah in gaming a little bit because you do get those people that just want to abuse other people and find it <laughs> yeah. hilarious which it is funny on occasion to be fair but. this is why I like the uh, quick chat on Rocket League <laughs>
2: yeah. it's just like great save great yeah. save great save
4: um. we are we, very sarcastic with that when we played out the King Brothers it's like people exactly like pull off a horrendous save, like, get nowhere near the ball, and then you just go, great save, great save, great <laughs> yeah. save. Or, like, somebody will try and shoot, and it'll just go way over the net, hit the top of the, like, ceiling and come back down. It's like, great shot, great shot, great shot. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I think any time that there's any sniff of an own goal in Rocket League, yeah. great save comes out. Yeah, oh, or, or, yeah, nice goal, nice goal.
4: <laughs> um, is Rocket League one of the best multiplayer games ever made? Um... He's definitely up there, I think. There was an obsession with it on that King thing for a while because I was just once trying to do a news article about Rocket League (laughs) and I kept getting interrupted, so I just kept going, Rocket League? Rocket League, and it just became this ongoing joke of Rocket League, and that's yeah. how you pronounce it. I was actually looking looking for a clip of that to yeah. play. I couldn't could,
2: couldn't find it. I didn't go far enough back. I don't think, but yeah, you repeating Rocket League, and it still carries on every so
4: often. Yeah, every so one often, one of it the comes brothers back, will, uh, someone will mention it, will resurrect it. It's, it's like th- it's like always saying hello to our friend Paul Kelsall. Yeah, he's <laughs> the, Hi Paul. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so at least you listen to the show. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Um, The weirdest one is when we're actually playing video games together, like we're on Xbox or PlayStation, James comes on and he'll go, Hi, Paul, like directly to (laughs) me in exactly the same tone. He's like, Hi, Paul. And then Paul goes, Hi, James. (laughs) It's like this weird bromance thing between... It used to be a bromance between Joshua and Paul, but James is... Won him over, I think, with the high polls every week.
2: What you should do is record it, and then every time they say hi, Paul, on the podcast,
4: you press trigger the button and say
2: hi, James. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> I need to start noting things like that down as well because the making the best of was yeah. fun but a nightmare because I had to did you listen sit to
2: the whole 50 hours or so of yeah. what you'd done. Up, was, last year. Up, up to that
4: point, we were on about 38 episodes, I think, before the best of, if you don't include the Christmas specials and the awards. Yeah, so we we're about thirty 38 and we never stick to an hour we're always over on time yeah. um and i had to listen to them all on like 1.5 and double speed just to, so i like could get a podcast out of the way in like half an hour yeah and just like going oh that's a key moment just wind it back a bit play it at normal speed jot down a time so we've decided this year just in case we want to do that again we're gonna like right that's a candidate for the best of it. and at least we've already got a list yes yeah so yeah. So, so you look you're
2: going to go through the whole year again and do more of that backing thing?
4: Oh, yeah, we're definitely carrying it on. Um, we're coming up to the birthday. Uh, we started in March last year, yeah. so we're not too far away for that. So we, we're trying to think about something we can do at the minute. Okay. So,
2: I've, got, uh, I've got a note for you as well. Um, yeah. Can, can you please translate this sentence for me? Oh, go on. Right, it's, you Luke, beg you sent me another grout, please.
4: Yeah, this this <laughs> happened... This was a Urban Dictionary thing. We, um... I started calling. call it... Was this while I was drunk? No. No, it was the episode after, I think. Yeah, it was soon after. Um, I randomly decided to come up with a new insult for James, which was rinse bag. Nice. No, no idea what it meant. Um, someone tweeted us after the show saying, could you please clarify what rinse bag is? So the next show, we decided on a definition, which was, well, we decided to rinse somebody is to kind of take the mickey. Yeah. Like you're rinsing them. And... He is just a bag, a, a, an object for doing that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no logic to the bag part. It's like, he is a rinse bag. I, I was worried about what you are going to say there. No. Daytime read. Well, what? that's where I think it might have originally come from, for all those innuendo <laughs> yeah. understanders out there. But no, it was just rinse bag. So he is the one, because he's the one we always take the mickey out of. More it's, Although we've decided this year we think it might be Joshua, because the first episode oh. back this, oh, yes. this, uh, from last week... Well, this week, um, it was really bag. bad. Bad even. I've got bags in my head now. <laughs> so yeah, you you went on Urban Dictionary, yeah, to, to uh, put rinse bag on there. We found a definition existing for rinse boy. Yeah, and we we decided to look up that, and I think that was the example for that, rinse boy. Yes, a, a rinse boy right. is somebody who constantly like tries to catch things, and which is I found out afterwards is <laughs> a really Sheffield thing to say. Yeah. Can I catch your cigarette? and that was my example because they said someone who's always borrowing cigarettes from people and never giving yeah. them back not that you can once just smoked it but <laughs> um, and I was like oh so it's like someone who's cadging all the time and saying can I cadge a cig and then that was the uh, the example read it again uh, it's Oi Luke beg you set me another grout please yeah beg you set me another grout please
2: I, I, I can and, just remember you repeatedly saying, "I'm not street enough."
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm just not. I, like, <laughs> beg you, set me a grout, please. I I don't understand. I said the beg because, like, I beg of you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, please. I,
2: I also like the the fact that the example included Luke's name, and Luke's obviously not with us today. So yeah. I, I had to include that just uh, to <laughs> to have him here with us um, in spirit.
4: Yeah, in spirit. Um, Yeah, and apparently grout from the conversation is a cigarette. Yeah, I'd never heard that. And I don't understand the logic either, because when I hear grout, I just think tiles, bathrooms... I do not have a clue about grout, cigarette,
2: yeah. Not a clue. <laughs> right, so last song of, the, of uh, this hour uh, on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. Um, hopefully, we're going to get guests next week uh, to come in and uh, talk about this new song, with a new Sheffield band that's been put together. Um, this is about as electronic and about as Sheffield as a band can get, I think. Human League-esque Yeah, it's like Even going back to like Cabaret Voltaire and ABC And yeah. all those uh, It's very, very much that sound um, They've just released this they just dropped it this week And uh, it's quite addictive to listen to If you're into the Sheffield electronics scene uh, This is a song called v- Vultures by the View Romantics
3: All your friends are gone Your feet are cold You're all alone can't find your way home unfamiliar roads nervous episode your hands are freezing your nose is bleeding there's nothing left to believe in with your stuttered breathing and your dry heaving you can't shake the feeling that there's torture. There's nothing left to believe in. With your stuttered breathing and your dry heaving, you can't shake the feeling that there's culture.
2: So, yeah, about as Sheffield as a Sheffield band can get. Um, then it's kind of made up of a few former bands. So um, you might remember listeners, Monarchy, uh and Stop Drop Robot and all those kind of bands um, got together and formed the Voo Romantics. Mm.
4: I like the name, personally.
2: Yeah, like a play on the New Romantics, yeah, and like, like it. It, it kind of it
4: immediately takes you back to that era, doesn't it? Yeah, as soon as you hear the name, you, you know what's coming. Yeah,
2: and it I kind of it's... has a modern twist to it as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah. but
4: hopefully, we're going to get Sam Christie
2: and maybe uh, Ben in next week. So, uh, as guests, uh, when Luke's back as well, hopefully next week. Um, so, yeah, um, we're just deciding, because I believe DJ Ski isn't in this week, Um Shall we do another
4: hour? Yeah, why not? Shall, shall, shall we go for it? Shall we? Let's continue to wing it. Shall we play through if
2: DJ Ski doesn't turn up? Because I don't think he is going to turn up because I, I think he's away. Um, so yeah, let's just wing it. So Let's just keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> what have you got to talk about for the next hour
4: now? Uh, um, nonsense. Now. Absolute nonsense. Yeah. As usual. Um, you could just find a random thing on the internet and yeah. we'll debate it. Do it. Yeah. find something
2: I think we'll do that
4: for the next hour um
2: <laughs> why why don't we uh, we can play a game of dead or not dead okay yeah <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm up for a game 2016
2: seemed to take everyone away at least so. I won't get
4: into a fight with faith
2: this time <laughs> yes um faith is listening by the way she's uh, she mentioned that earlier the uh The first song we played was a bit like the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, after she beat you up the
4: last time. that uh, Yeah, and beat me at the game as well. She beat you at the game. I was just physically and emotionally wounded after that experience. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Faith. (laughs)
2: Um yeah so that was an entire episode of
4: it was essentially a quiz wasn't it the whole mm. way through. Um so Luke wasn't here so we prepared a quiz. It was the it was a movie one wasn't it I think that one. Yeah. Yeah we Oscar, yeah. Oscar or not Oscar we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not very good at it.
2: Uh, we we could do that one again but no. At least you have I've actually seen some films because uh, Luke who normally does a show with me uh, he's not seen any of the films that you think that people should see. I might have seen some films. But not necessarily that many. Like like all the classics, you no? Know, like, like your Ghostbusters, Back to the Future,
4: all, all your kids' classics. And I watched them, but I've not watched them in, in Donkey's. Absolutely ages since I've watched anything like that. Right. I was talking about films last night, actually, with someone in the bar, and I was like saying what were your sort of favourite childhood films. And one of mine, weirdly, is Beauty and the Beast. Alright, make of that what you will <laughs> I went to see Beauty
2: and the Beast Pantomime yeah. In Leamington
4: Spa this Christmas Nice And it
2: was it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I actually really
4: enjoyed it uh, we were um, I was at a wedding as well New Year's and um, there's two girls who were talking about the Beauty and the Beast real life film that they're doing uh, yes, the real action yeah. film and I started debating who should be like playing what character and I'm like yeah, but who are you going to get to play Gaston because they've got to be horrible <laughs> but just big headed at the same time We're just having a whole, whole debate on who could play these characters and I think they were surprised about how many characters and bits of the story I actually remember
2: my overall Ray was disappointed that it wasn't a singing teapot or candlestick, whatever it was.
4: There's that... both. There's a teapot and a candlestick. Ah, right. well, um, hang on. Lumiere is the candlestick. That's it, yeah. And is she, is she called Mrs. Potts, the teapot? And her little sun cup is Chip. And <laughs> he's got the little chip missing in his head, which is on the rim of the cup. Okay. See?
2: So, yeah, brilliant. Um, so, yes, more enthralling conversation about minor film characters <laughs> coming up for the next hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here at Sheffield Live. Our hosts, Luke Cross and James Hargreaves, Well, Luke's not here. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're in for a second hour of this week. We have a special guest from That King Thing podcast, uh, Thomas King. Hello. Hello again. again. <laughs> just just so have like, to do introductions. Uh, unfortunately DJ Ski isn't here this week, so uh we're just filling in for an extra hour just to plug the gap. Um we don't have any of his uh patwa speak uh, or his reggae themed fusion anthems. No, unfortunately. We do not. <laughs> um so we're just going to fill in with some nonsense instead. Um yeah. you do a gaming podcast Thomas King? I do indeed. With Joshua King and James King. This is correct. Called <laughs> <laughs> um, that King thing. So so let's 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 just go through some games. What what are what is your favorite game at the moment?
4: Oof, at the minute weirdly i got really really into the order 1886 all right that's um a short game i think it's it's quite short in relative terms to a lot of modern games now but i still enjoyed it right. still enjoyed it. it it's quite an old well i say it's quite an old game it's about 18 months old or something now yeah. It's it's been out a while but after finally recently joining the playstation gang at last at last it's about time to be fair you can't really host a gaming podcast for a year <laughs> and then fanboy over one console can you
0: Get your personalised plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
4: (laughs) Apparently you can. Well, I managed. (laughs) I managed. It's not that you're fanboying over it, it's just that... We couldn't offer a properly diverse perspective. We were limited in our PlayStation offerings. Indeed. Um...
2: So the Order 1886, which um set in London, is it, I think, in the yeah. uh, 18th century? or
4: 1886.
2: Well, oh, yeah. Well, the, key, so, the key's so... in the name there. Is that the 19th century, then?
4: Yeah, that was the yeah. 19th century. There always one ahead, aren't they? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, it's sort of Victorian era. Um, but it's sort of... Um, without saying enough to, like, spoil it for anyone that would be interested in playing it, upon hearing this, if there is any gamers out there, but it's kind of... In theory, it's an alternate timeline, and it's supposed to be if the Knights of the Round Table still existed, right? <clears throat> and then it's got its whole weird sci-fi twist of the fact that there's werewolves and stuff running around London, and the Knights of the Round Table, are <clears throat> excuse me, trying to keep those in check. Wow! So that's that's the general gist of what you're doing, but it's it's a lot bigger than that, obviously. In terms I've of i have not played it,
2: but from memory, is there a lot of quick time events in it? From what I've
4: seen, yes, it's about? it's a very sort of cinematic thematic a game. Uh, there's like, there's, there's whole chapters of the game. I think when people say it's short, you compare it to something like Uncharted that's about 30 chapters, yeah. as, as they call them, and that was about 16 and I think at least three of those are just purely cut scenes. They're either purely cut scenes where you do nothing and you're literally watching kind of cut scenes for five minutes wow. or they they like, like say, sort of real-time events where he might get pinned up against a wall by a werewolf and you've got to kind of hammer one of the buttons to fire it off. And, but that's really distracting when you've put the control down and you're like, oh, I'm enjoying this cut scene, it's, it's good. <laughs> and then it pops up and it's like, hit this button so you uh oh, I remember there was a, a
2: cut scene in Resident Evil 4 that did that. Yeah. And the cutscene's going on and then it just immediately drops you straight into the action. Yeah. After about five minutes of nothing and then you die instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what you've been enjoying now. Yeah, that was the most recent one I've been playing. Now, Now you've come over to the PlayStation Dark Side. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite game of all time?
4: Oh, this is a really hard one. People ask this for when we ask for questions on the show, and like it's been asked a couple of times, but if I literally had to play one game for the rest of my life and I was not allowed to play anything else, it would genuinely be World of Warcraft. Right. Even though I go through phases where, like, at the minute, I'm not playing it because I'm playing other things, I always go back to it, and I can always find something to do in it, and I always just enjoy playing it when I do play it, even if eventually I just fall out and have some time away from it. Yeah. So yeah. Do, do you play these games with your brothers all the time as well? Uh, yeah, James, James is not so much into like the role play games, so like the fantasy games, apart yeah. from RuneScape, as I'm sure he'll love me mentioning for him because I hate RuneScape. That, that's another <laughs> ongoing joke from the show. Uh, he's Otherwise known as Run Escape. Or Run Escape, as our mother once called it. Yeah, yeah. that was a good story. Um, but yes, uh, he doesn't really play those kind of games, so I tend to play him with Joshua, that sort of stuff. Um, our friend Paul gets mentioned in the show he, he plays a, hi, some Paul. stuff hi Paul <laughs> he plays some stuff like that um, and then yeah there's a couple of other people but it's only a really small group of us that play that I think that that's the main reason that you kind of fall out of it because it's one of those games that is definitely made better you can definitely play it on your own hmm. but it's definitely made better by a community and doing things with people and doing yeah. stuff together it could with it being an online game it's, it's like the Elder Scrolls online on the consoles and PC as well that's good but you can find yourself getting a bit bored if you're doing stuff on your own all the time because um, it's vast yeah. there's so much to do but you can usually bump into like strangers and get chatting and then go do stuff together which is cool Did you ever play Dying Light? No um, James did James is the man for Dying Light he played that
2: That game took me completely by surprise yeah. because I, I wasn't expecting it to be any good And um, it is a brilliant game, just single player on its own. And it it has one of the very best instances I've ever known in a game where it turns into virtually full-on horror because it has a day-night cycle. And at night, all these bigger, badder monsters come out
4: it was the um it was the one where I remember the original trailer videos for it. and to be honest I was I was interested in it I just never got round to playing it um so when it's in the sales and stuff I, I always kind of have my eye on it but mm. <clears throat> I remember the original trailer being the one was it where the guy he was kind of trying to scale up a building to get into the building to, because yeah. it was getting yeah. dark and it's like it's getting dark we need to get inside and then as the sun goes down he's like wandering around trying to find his way to get into this building yeah. and there's stuff coming out from like hiding because it's getting dark. It's like, it's creepy.
2: It is (coughs) genuinely creepy. And and there's little details in it as well. I love little details in games. And as you're climbing, because it's a lot... It's based a lot on kind of parkour, kind of like going, uh, climbing from building to building and ledge to ledge and all that. Um, But as you're climbing in the game, it's first-person view, and he's got a watch on, so as you're climbing, you can see the time ticking down. It's cool. Um, Which is is really cool. Um, But that game, uh, when it goes into co-op mode, because it's drop-in, drop-out, online co-op thing, and you still stay in the same world, and somebody just appears in your world, that that takes on a whole new dimension when that happens as well. Yeah. Really good. Cool.
4: cool, I would recommend it to give it a try. James does, James speaks highly of it, same, yeah. So that's might be a James thing.
2: Completely took me by surprise, <laughs> but a really good game. Um, let's try another tune, and we're going a little bit off the chart here because we normally, because it's like 1995 still, we play off CDs, um, but I yeah. think I've managed to get some music connected up with the iPad so let's see if if this actually works first if not then we might be talking a bit
4: more yeah the wonders of modern technology <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh there we go it's working Salador moon crew tightrope
5: takes me over. Oh, oh, oh.
6: Takes
3: me
5: all
2: tightrope from Salador moon crow one of my favorite bands out of sheffield at the minute and um, they're just they just rock it up as normal um the goodwin brothers they're playing the old crown as part of a jam night on saturday february the fourth um which i just mentioned to tom we might go down to that yeah give it a give it a go um it's always good to see those guys and they've been doing a lot of support gigs recently so it'll be good to see them on their own and doing their and thing little stage um so, back to gaming, then, what about a new technology Tom the Nintendo switch was announced this week
4: yeah i i 'm really fifty fifty about it now after seeing what i 've seen I was really hyped for it and stuff, and there were so many people hyped for nintendo yeah, switch and, like, and then they revealed it in the worst possible way that 's what's killed it for me i think it's it 's a weird one because it 's things like paying for online because Nintendo's quite notorious for not having great online support for online yes. gaming, so for them to say they're going to charge for it, I think they do need to make sure it's going to be on par with things like the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live and the Steam community and stuff like that. So. Yeah, indeed. And for people <coughs> that don't know,
2: Nintendo Switch is their new console, and it's like yeah. a hybrid that docks, It has a dock that connects to your television, and therefore you can uh, play games on your television as normal. But then the centre of it is like a little tablet yeah. that just... You just lift out, and then you take on the go with you. Yeah, um, so it's, it's a handheld as well.
4: the uh, The technology on it of it and the sort of the, the gimmick of it, like its selling point, still interests me, and I, I, I think I will still get one at some point, rather soon.
2: I just, I just don't. Uh, I don't <coughs> buy into it at the minute because I just don't see the point of a hybrid con- console.
4: Yeah, it's it's massively underpowered. Like that's always been the thing for Nintendo. That, that's why for so many years I've. Not really had much in terms of Nintendo because yeah. it's <clears throat> the, the the games are sort of it tends to be the best games are their own games and short of like stuff in the Mario series, it's not a huge amount of yeah. their stuff that that grabs me like I said people buy games it for do. Zelda and Mario yeah Zelda as well so Mario yeah. Kart and um,
2: Pokemon and things like yeah. that
4: yeah the the new trailer for Zelda that game looks like. I can't justify buying an entire console, though, just for that one game. The thing
2: is, right, I've gone completely the opposite of everyone's opinions on this, because I think the Zelda trailer looks awful. Do you not like it? I hate that art style. It's
4: it's like semi-cell-shaded kind of... It's really weird, because when I first saw it way back, when they first showed it off, I think I might have even said this on a podcast, it's like, I didn't like the look of it, and I said... That's not what Old Zelda looked like. It's yeah, it's weird. But Zelda's it, had a million looks over the years. Uh, yeah, uh, it just it just didn't feel right though that originally, and um, I don't know. I've I've sold on it now. I do like the look of it.
2: I think it's more of a timeless look. Than, yeah, than the old Zeldas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole thing of the handheld part. When are you going to use it as a handheld? You're not going to be. You're not going to see people walking around Sheffield City Centre no. with. I the, don't think you would. And, and it has this thing where you can prop it up on a table and the, the and controllers slide yeah. off, Yeah, called the
4: Joy-Cons. And they look like the most uncomfortable things in the world to use yeah, as Yeah, I think if I had one, I would be getting something that included that Pro Controller that they do that's yeah. very similar looking to an Xbox One controller. Yeah. And I think I'd just be using that. <laughs> Uh, or, or using it as a handheld but I think I think a lot of people like you say it's, n- it's never going to leave most people's houses just because of the value of it you're yeah. not going to wander around the street with it but I think there is a case
2: in point for people that will sit on the sofa and play it handheld whilst the other half's watching exactly. the television. I, I, think,
4: and I think that's a good selling point for people because instead of the age-old argument of I'm going to play a bit of Xbox, yeah. uh, well, no, you're not, because I'm watching this and then this is on. It's like, <laughs> you can just go, fine, I'll pick it up and I'll sit next to you with it. And that's the other thing is sort of having I mean, to disappear off into another room and leaving the other half. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. like that. <laughs> it is kind of antisocial.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of antisocial,
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, have you tried VR yet? I've played VR. I don't own my own, though. All right. Um, I remember playing a, a Mirror's Edge kind of beta demo that somebody had done on a Rift, and that was one of the scariest things I think I've done in gaming. <laughs> like, even more so, like, jumper games, where it's designed to make you jump and frighten you, do scare me. And there's some comical videos of me on the internet playing those games, but falling off a ledge in Mirror's Edge from a skyscraper <laughs> in VR because it's a first person game anyway and all you could see even when you play it with a controller just normally was hands and feet but to then fall off a ledge in vr in that scenario i'd like it was it was surreal and frightening because you didn't feel like you were falling but you did at the same time because your head was just screaming you're falling off a building (laughs) but then your body was just stood or sat or whatever you were like what (laughs) i had to take it off because it 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 made me like ill because I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I got
2: PlayStation VR for Christmas, and um, I think it does come into its own for horror games. Yeah, and if if you're a bit of a wuss with horror games, then you do not want to play in VR. The Resident Evil stuff. Yeah,
4: on that looks ridiculous.
2: They've released the demo. The demo. Um, the original kitchen demo and then the beginning hour of resident evil yeah um and resident evil 7 is going to be all in vr as well yeah uh, that you can drop in and drop out of as well so you can play it on your television or put your headset on and and play it um but i've got uh there's until dawn rush of blood which is it's basically an on-rail shooter so you're essentially sat in this vr world inside a um like roller coaster car yeah and then you're going up and down on this roller coaster, and going through different kind of like almost like a ghost train through different areas. Yeah. And
4: there's some really like heart-stopping. Is it is it based anywhere near the original Until Dawn game? It's only it similar.
2: In the, only in that it's got like the same kind of enemy character in it. Yeah, it could. They could have got away with it not being untold on. They've obviously plastered the name on it. And yeah, yeah. But it is really good in itself. I, I genuinely love it. You you use the little um, controllers, the move controllers as your guns. Yeah, shoot away. Uh, <laughs> it
4: it absolutely terrified me in places. There's some really good jump scares. Out- Outlast is one of the games that terrified me. Oh yeah. And I'd love to just stick a VR headset on and play it just. I, I, it's weird it's horrible scaring yourself but it's kind of it's fun to do it because at the end of the day you kind of know it's not real so it's, it's cool to kind of put yourself in that position yeah. and know that you're actually safe even if it does scare the bejesus out of you
2: I cannot even imagine hmm. playing the PT demo in VR yeah that that is the scariest thing I've ever played the jump the first jump scare in that uh, I my over half Rachel was uh in the bedroom on the phone whilst I was playing it in the living room <laughs> right and I was just going around mind doing doing my normal thing like, just yeah. like turned around this big witch thing just dives at my face And uh, I
4: literally just threw my controller and screamed like a little girl. I did that. I'm pretty sure that's on one of the bits of footage that went on the internet where I was like, I don't know, I was streaming it on Twitch or something just because people like watching you get scared by video games. It seems to be a popular thing. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, And I just remember I was playing the game some it was like outlast set in like a a mental sanitarium yes and um there's this huge guy quite early on that kind of just jumps out and grabs your shoulder and spins you around and as that happened i like went "Ah!" and like the (laughs) control went up in air i went backwards and screaming and
2: yeah yeah i don't think they've got the controls quite right in vr yet because like the resident evil it kind of does like a, a 20 degree turn as you as you Changed. yeah because movement like if if you are lots of people have been imagining like grand theft auto and stuff like that in in v r it's impossible to do because there's this locomotion problem where your eyes and your brain is telling you that you're moving, but your body isn't. Yeah, and it, it causes really bad motion sickness. So, a lot of the games are now um, like they transport you to places rather than you physically moving yeah. through them. But the games where you do physically move through them can make you really sick.
4: There's um, there's a really good setup that a guy built, and it must have cost thousands to do. But he'd got like a treadmill and then a VR and all sorts of stuff and he'd, he'd like got GTA into it Grand Theft Auto into it and it was literally wandering around the streets of Los Angeles. Oh, is that Santos? the one with the little platform yeah he's got like a little there. platform so he can actually walk and then yeah. that's obviously inputs character movement and then he walks and it was motion sensitive so it was E-turn the guy turn and they had like one of the old fashioned um, light guns yeah. that was just taking for trigger input and it was it was insane to see that <laughs> and then the fact that like what he was going on and doing like what you get up to gun Theft Auto and he was like he's like literally doing it it's not just a game anymore because he is wandering around in this virtual world actually taking a gun to people wow. really weird <laughs> Can you imagine having the full kind of bodysuit
2: that kind of reacts to you getting shot and stuff like that? In the game? Oh, with the, yeah, with yeah, the thuds, thud facts. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's try another tune and let's see if the iPad works again. Um, yeah, another, another fairly recent release from another Sheffield band on their new EP. This is Pelosa with Melodramatica. That was Pelosa with melodramatica. Um, Nice little funky tune, to be honest. Yeah. Um, So Thomas King from That King Thing. Um, You do your podcast with your brothers, Mm -hmm. two of them, Joshua and James. And we were talking about you know like zombie games and stuff earlier. Yeah. Um, Let's say the zombie apocalypse is just happening. Okay. You can only save one of your brothers. Which one do you go for? Oh, that's too harsh.
4: James can look after himself, so is, I'll, I'll help Joshua. He's the he's the one with the physical... This is actually a like. question from Ray Ray <laughs> on, on Twitter. Jo- Joshua is the one with the physical medical impairment, so I'll help him. Right, okay. And then so, together we'll save his daughter, and then jo- James can just look after himself. He's, he's a big lad. The big question, though, is uh, do you save the cat first? My cat? Yeah. Um. He does not dare leave the house anyway. He'll be fine. He'll just stay in the house. He's really weird. He, he only goes outside if I go with him. Um, and then even then, he will he will wander, wander the garden and come straight back. And if I try and shut the door on him to encourage him to go outside and start, like, exploring, yeah. he just goes and sits under a bush. The same bush at the exact same spot. And <laughs> so I then open the door again and shout him, and he just comes out. know You've Aww. left me under this bush.
2: Our, our faith, who was on the show with you last time, she uh, she's got a couple of house cats. Yeah, very similar kind of thing. They they venture out into the garden and to the next door neighbours,
4: and that's about it. Yeah, it's weird. He sits in the window though as well, like looking at the outside world. It's like he's longing to go out, but then you open him the door, and he's like, "Nope." It's, it's <laughs> worth
2: mentioning that this cat is named after a game character as well. He is. I remember you mentioning on the podcast when you got him.
4: Yeah, Ezio Auditore. Auditore. <laughs> it's a nice play on words for the non-gamers out there. He's named after Ezio Auditore, who is the lead character of one of the parts of the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah, um, yeah. Assassin's Creed was a game that I couldn't quite get into properly. For me, I'm I'm a bit of a history nerd with things as well, and I already quite liked. Um, the Crusader kind of era so that very first Assassin's Creed being set with the Templars and the Crusades and trying to be it's a little bit like um, Stan Brown isn't it with the um, Da Vinci Vinci code Code, so like in the same way that that's trying to give this whole made up alternate meaning to things that happened back in Jesus times Assassin's Creed was doing something similar like in the te- Jesus time. is that an actual term yeah <laughs> um, that just reminded me of the moment in Red Dwarf where he goes Jesus and then he turns around and says yes hello <laughs> and then they come back to like 23 AD or whatever it is
2: right so let's do this um lots of celebrities died in 2016 yeah unfortunately mm. uh, and before 2016 and some, some since yeah um the NotQuiz.com have got a quiz on there uh, called Dead or Not Dead. Yep. Shall we play it? We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> okay. So, uh, right. It's, it's literally, it gives you a name, it gives you what they're famous for and the year of birth, and you say dead or not dead. Okay. Okay? I think I can manage. So, um, the first one that comes up is Priscilla Presley, American actress and businesswoman from 1945, born Is it Priscilla Presley that's the daughter of Elvis? I believe so, yeah. She's alive, isn't she? I think she's still alive. Shall we say not dead?
4: Yeah, not dead, sorry, yeah. We we are correct. We are correct.
2: Um, Leslie Nielsen, Canadian actor and comedian, born 1926. Uh, Is he dead or not dead? I'm sure he died a few years ago. I I seem to recollect that. 2014, 13? Let's see. Let's say dead. Uh, Oh, yeah, they... He is unfortunately dead. Um, right, so yeah, this is the bonus question. Um, what year did he die? Uh, so we got multiple choice. Oh, right. So 2010, 2005, 2003, or 2017?
4: Oof. I didn't think it was that long ago, and I was saying 13, 14 a minute ago, so let's say 10. Let's
2: say 10. And you're right. Yes.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> apologies to anybody who thinks this is a bit morbid, but yeah, it is a genuine quiz. That's online. Um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, the American singer-songwriter born 1971. I know for a fact that she's dead.
4: Yeah, I know that. Um, it's like, what she's famous for, other than a left eye? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, the year of death: 2002,
2: 1998, 2006, or 2004? were ages
4: ago anyway? Like 98. It's like I, would say I, I about remember, that I remember now. growing up almost, and
2: she wasn't alive. Oh, let's go 99. Oh no, it was 2002. Yeah. Oh. oh dear. Uh, right, Dustin Hoffman, the American actor, born
4: 1937.
2: He's alive, isn't he? he Rain Man. Um, I can't I, remember.
4: Him I though. can't remember hearing of his death.
6: No,
2: I, I think we would know about that one, surely. Yeah, he's he's not dead. Yes, thank God.
4: Um, I'm better at this than I was at Oscar and not Oscar. Yeah, much better. Nail in this one. Gene Hackman,
2: <laughs> American actor and novelist, born 1930. I think we know the answer. Unfortunately, to this. yes. He is. He's, he's a legend. Um, oh, no. He's a quiz out of date. <laughs> no, I was thinking of the other Gene. Gene Hackman is still alive, isn't Oh, I? no. I'm thinking of the wrong Gene as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Ceno Evil know,
4: even yeah. Gene Wilder. Yeah. Oops. Oh, well. Wilder is, however, unfortunately deceased, so I think we get a point there because we were just thinking of Wilder
2: I think uh, we can say that, um, our score according to the website so far is 71% we've got 15 celebrities left so um, let's go Colin McRae British racing driver born 1968 you should know this, unfortunately deceased crashed his helicopter Yeah. Uh, what year? 2009, Ooh. 2011 2007 or 2006
4: that's a 6, it's a long time since that now no, seven. Seven. So just
2: a year out. Yeah. Um, another legend, Harold Ramis, American actor and filmmaker, born 1945, uh,
4: 1944.
2: I, I don't know. I know, um, I know for a fact
4: he's gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, unfortunately
2: deceased. Uh, Old Egon from the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
4: Never thought about it.
2: Yeah. The year he died, 2014, 2012, 2008, 2017. I'm going to say 14. I'm sure it's around about then. Yep, 2014. There you go. Um. Oh wow. Now we're going completely left field. Uh, Mama al-Gaddafi, the Libyan politician, born 1942. Was Gaddafi? Oh, no. Gaddafi. Um,
4: was Gaddafi, the one with the plastic face. Pretty much, yeah. He's dead, isn't he? Yeah,
2: he was. He was shot, wasn't he? He was dragged through the streets. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. His um, face fell off. 2012, 2011, 2006, 2007. It was fairly recent,
4: wasn't it? 2011, was that an option? Uh, yeah, 2011, yep. You're right. Wow, well, you're good at this. God, why couldn't I have played Faith at this?
2: From, from one legend of politics and world, uh, the world political scene to another, um, Saddam Hussein, Iraqi president, born 1937. I think we know the answer to that one. Yeah,
4: I'm trying to remember when it was. Yeah, uh,
2: 2012, 2006, 2002 or 1999?
4: Twenty twelve seems too recent. It does, doesn't it? But but two thousand and six uh, seems too too, too far, far away. Yeah, twenty twelve is five years ago though. Now technically,
2: yeah, it is. Let's say twenty twelve. Let's go for twelve. No, it was two thousand and six. Wow. Yeah. Ten years more than indeed. That's insane. Um, Pele, Brazilian footballer, born
4: nineteen forty. As far as I know, he's still here, isn't he? Uh, I think he is. I don't remember hearing anything about him doing his. Dysfunction adverts
2: <laughs> Is dysfunction adverts yeah. um, I don't
4: know if I'm allowed to say the other bit <laughs> Is that word allowed On radio he, he, he did have some dysfunction Yeah um, In the Department of lower regions He <laughs> <laughs> used to advertise some pills for it
2: The department of lower regions Is, yeah. that, is that why you came up after Saddam Hussein And Gaddafi
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: he's, he's from the department of the lower <laughs> <laughs> regions Um Jodie Foster, American actress and filmmaker, born 1962.
4: I know Jodie Foster. I I genuinely, well, not personally, but I do know who she is. I was going to say,
2: we've got a number. Yeah. Um, You're not that guy that stalked her, are you? Oh, yeah. That's me.
4: (laughs) Crazy man. She Um, can't be dead, can she? I've not heard it, if she is. I'm trying to think the last time I heard anything of her, though, in general. Let's see. Not dead. Not dead.
2: That's good. Um... I mean, it, just, it just comes out with some right, left field. Linda Bellingham, the British act- actress, born 1948. Dead oh, or she, not dead? Oh, is it? She's the, um... The Oxo mum from the Oxo adverts, from memory. Did she do
4: anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: she's acted in lots of things. I can't think exactly what, though. Um... Something tells me in my in my head in the back of my head that she unfortunately had cancer about a couple of years ago. I think might have to be an unfortunate one then. I think we're going to air on the dead. And, oh yeah. yeah, right. And I said a couple of years ago. The options are twenty fourteen, twenty twelve, twenty sixteen, or twenty
4: ten. I'm going with you. I'm going to go fourteen because
2: I don't. I don't think it was last year. Yep, twenty fourteen. There we
4: go. Your knowledge of oxo well, mum prevails. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Sean Connery, British actor, born 1930. Well, as far as I know, he was still knocking about. Yeah, indeed, he's uh, he's not dead. That's right. We're up to 80. They're doing doing quite well. Yeah. Another another obvious one. Tupac Shakur, American rapper. He shot. He was indeed shot. Although some people, there's a conspiracy that he's he still is alive. still alive. Machiavelli somewhere. theory. Yeah um, Is this 94 2003 95 Or
4: 1996 I don't ever remember Knowing of him And him being alive Someone said 94 94
2: Is 94 94 too or
4: 96 One or the it's other One or the other Let's. I'd let's, say mid to late 90s
2: Let's go in the middle 95 Is that so an option That's an let's option then. 95 No It was 96 Yeah Close enough Um <laughs> close enough (laughs) Brad Pitt American actor born in 1963
4: well I know that he's not with Thingy anymore Um, Angelina Jolie yeah that's all gone south for them hasn't it it has so and their plethora of children yeah but he's still here yeah he's
2: still here he's He's just sad and lonely now the good thing about this quiz is that you realise who is still alive and yeah can be thankful for that yeah um, Neil Armstrong, the American astronaut, born 1930. Is he still here? I don't know. Buzz
4: Aldrin's still about, isn't he? Something tells me Neil Armstrong isn't. I don't know. I is don't Buzz, know is Buzz maybe the only one left? I'm sure I saw Buzz Aldrin on TV not too long ago. Whether yeah. Neil... And you'd have thought. If There's it an was. advert for porridge with one of them. That's Buzz. Is that Buzz Aldrin? Buzz was the one that stepped out first, wasn't he? He was the yeah. first man. Because he's, he's saying... Uh, it's the radio thing. It's like, a man has just won a porridge-eating contest in <laughs> so, Scotland. That's like the one. What? Yes. <laughs> Did they really say that to him?
2: So, for Neil Armstrong, uh, we're going to go... Let's
4: let's say, yeah, he's unfortunately gone. Let's see. Oh, yeah. It's got a tick. Year died 2009, 2012,
2: 2007, 2015. I don't know. 12? I'd say 12. Oh, I tapped, I tapped 2015 by accident, and it was 12. Ah, um, oh, ruining his scar. Uh, yeah. We're still on seventy-six percent. Um, four left. Jason Donovan,
4: Australian actor and singer from Neighbours. I think he's still here. Uh, I would say he's still here. He did something recent with Kylie, didn't he? Did he? To get back together, that did like a. It was just only a TV thing. I'm sure, mm-hmm. I saw him singing together as like a. Look, I used to be famous. She still is. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. He's trying to throw us a cur-
2: curve curveball here. Right um, um. Alan Carr But not that Alan Carr The British smoking cessation expert Born 1934 Um Now I'm going to say That he's passed away And in my head It has something to do with um Lung cancer or something
4: Would that not be Which would be kind of morbidly ironic ironic yeah, yeah Considering he was a Stop smoking person Let's try the Dead
2: uh, Yeah He's Died 2005, 2006, 2009, or 2007? Somewhere in the middle, six, seven. Six. I haven't got a clue. Six. It was six. Yes. Good. Joaquin Phoenix, the American actor and musician born 1974,
4: he's definitely Wa- not. Joaquin, he? Joaquin's the one that died outside the nightclub, isn't he?
2: No, that was River Phoenix, wasn't
4: it? Oh, was that River? I think it was. I've, I've always get them the wrong way around. Joaquin is Joaquin's film the one that's right. Joaquin's the one that's alive. River Phoenix is the one yeah. that's dead. Must say so not dead. That's yep. that's the curveball there. Yeah. You see. There you go. Because I'd, I'd have gone. Oh yeah, dead. Jean Claude Van Damme, Belgian actor and director, born nineteen fifty. Sure, um, sure, he's still knocking him out on that uh, mountain doing cause adverts. <laughs>
2: yes, indeed. So we scored 80 percent. Yes, we're eight percent above average. Yeah which is miraculous. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> I think I think we have to take that. So yeah, that's um we can now appreciate all of the uh goodness. Yeah, sorry Gene Hackman. Yeah, well, sorry, sorry, sorry to that. you if you're listening.
4: Um we didn't mean to confuse you with Wilder. <laughs> yeah. Um was he
2: Wilder? Who knows. Uh, let's let's <laughs> have a bit of, let's have a bit of music. Cherry Red from October Drift. Cherry Red from October Drift what a cool tune that is I'd really indeed. love indeed they are they are just immense and one of the best live bands that you can see um, Ray Ray asked for that on Twitter and seen as we plugged into the iPad yeah, and then, yeah why nice not nice easy why not indeed um, so we've we've uh, Found out who is still alive, and we're thankful for that. Yeah. Um, which of the celebrity deaths from last year hit you the hardest? Do you think?
4: Oh, I don't know. Um, Mr. Bowie Bowie was a bit of a shock quite early on, but everyone knew he'd been ill. Yeah. So um, that Plus, just made was, me go was, on a marathon of listening to. It's not that they knew he was ill. I don't
2: think. I think. Well, there, he was, kept there was a, a secret, lot of but
4: he was there were a lot of rumors. Yeah, yeah, because he he had like say he'd gone back and and just yeah. disappeared a little. Um. Yeah, that that one got me listening to a lot of his old stuff for January and February. Yeah. Um, there was so many that I forgot. I forgot about already so as bad as that is. But there was um, there's like a little video that I saw and it was supposed to be like a parody thing but it was like man wakes up after year long coma and gets imagine? told about all the deaths and wow. it's like it's supposed to be a comedy thing um, but the guy's like reeling off all the deaths and he's going and that's just January and then like, he carries on and carries on and carries on <laughs> and you're like wow I forgot how many people but I think it's one of those things that it's just that we're now at a point in time where people in our generation are at the age where more of the people they grew up watching as stars are unfortunately reaching that time in life and... The fact that before the fifties and sixties there wasn't a huge amount of like media around celebrities, whereas now That's you it. can't you can't move without seeing some sort of celebrity news. So everyone's a celebrity now, and there's yeah. just so many more. You've you got so much Big more for, to see that. Yeah, and who,
2: who are some of those people? <laughs>
4: exactly, but I, th- I think it's more that there's not necessarily been more or less than usual. Maybe a it, maybe Is a little bit more high profile in some of them. Yeah, I with think, like Carrie it? Fisher. And but yeah, stuff, I think but. you're
2: right. Celebrity culture. Kind of, it started in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Kind of peaked around the seventies, eighties, nineties, and we're getting people are getting to an age now. It's just that we know more people. Yeah, and I think that's what more it is. Celebrities and yeah. What about this trend of people? Every time somebody dies, you look on Facebook and it's an endless stream of people saying RIP, so and To be and so. fair,
4: I, um, I was one of the people that blamed the year once. I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> so I remember seeing you have a rant about would people stop blaming the year? <laughs> yes. It's not the year's fault. It's definitely not. And then the day fault. after, I think George Michael died because it was just yes. before Christmas. So yeah. I was like, oh, well. And I was, I was also sat on Facebook, as bad as it is, after I found out about George Michael's death, I then was basically sat thinking, how long until somebody makes a joke? Because yes. th- that's, it was just, you knew it was coming. It was like, I remember years ago, the whole Michael Jackson thing, I was sat in a pub when he when it, like the news broke that he died. And it was like, how long is it going to take for someone to make a joke? And we were in the pub. Within about 15 to 20 minutes, we'd got a text with yeah. a Michael Jackson joking. in it. It's like, wow, people just, they're mean. <laughs> people are mean. Yeah. It, it goes back onto the
2: <clears throat> online griefing point of people are yeah. inherently yeah. just, just mean. But yeah, Michael Lucky. Jackson
4: days, it was all about text message. <laughs>
2: Yes, yeah, I, I remember getting a text message about Michael Jackson. I think I might yeah. have
4: even sent one as
2: well. Poor me, um, yeah. stupid me. But yeah, people writing R.I.P. like false grief on yeah. online. I think I think different mm. celebrities will touch people more or less.
4: But especially if they worked in radio in the sixties. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to make jokes like that. I just did. So. Uh, <laughs>
2: but yes, um, yeah, I think the yeah this whole kind of there's a whole kind of culture that's grown up around this false grief of like somebody you, you saw on television a
4: couple of times yeah and it's like for me I don't get grief stricken about it but what it does make me do is like like the, the Bowie thing mm. made me go and just stick a back catalogue of stuff of favourite yeah. songs on and you just have a thing like ah oh, world Lost a Great Musician there oh well like, indeed, like, there's nothing you can do about it, is there? So yeah, there's big
2: rumours. You know, Prince always held off with his catalogue, putting it on Spotify and yeah. all those places. There's big rumours that his whole catalogue's going to be on Spotify in a couple of months. Yeah, so his estate is uh, carrying out his wishes, aren't they? <laughs>
4: um,
2: another request that we've had in from the Twitter uh, to halt closes out in the last ten minutes of this hour and this show on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. Um, a bit of Matic mouth, a bit of Sheffield hip hop. Uh, yeah. Grime scene, why not? Uh, stay shining from the Matic Mouth. This one's uh, been requested by Ray Ray on Twitter, and she even tagged Matic Mouth in it, so we can't not play it, can we? Well,
4: they know it's happening now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, coming into the last ten minutes, uh, stay tuned, um, and then we'll probably have some nice sustained music for from four to five.
6: Why they stay whining Bogles and butterflies in any spot that I'm in Angry exes back sending texts to girls that I'm with Crispy white kicks for when I'm striding My soul safe cause I can see the sun shining No hires on any attire that I'm in No hand-me-downs nowadays, now that's surprising Like Jeff Goldblum, I'm on some flight-ish Sparks like Howard Marks, I'm on some night-ish And like the trousers on Kendrick, I'm on some tight-ish Can't you see I'm truly you?
1: Hey, loyal to the soil. Hey, only for the royal. Hey, only for the golden, the glowing, and the woken, We don't want you, to don't watch. We don't watch you, so don't watch. We don't watch you, so don't watch. So don't watch We don't watch you
2: So don't watch This is Sheffield Live And that was Matic Mouth Stay Shining And quite a few um, little uh, expletives that were rubbed out of that one At least they were rubbed out (laughs) I very, very nearly put the explicit version on by accident And noticed it at the last minute So radio well well done me Hmm. (laughs) So yeah, Ray Ray's asked for that one um, and why not it's, it's good the, those guys are doing just brilliant Matic Mouth and Sticky Blood and all that Sheffield grime scene is yeah. is just massively growing at the minute not I imagine from what I know you're into not something you'd be into I guess um,
4: no I'd I... I take part in like little album swapping groups, so I do venture across quite a lot of music. And to be honest, I personally these days listen to a lot, but sort of I don't know. I've never felt I've got the right sort of history to be into crime. Almost <laughs> like i am just not, I'm, I'm born into like the wrong kind of family in the wrong kind of place. Just yeah. it doesn't really and it relates to some people, but yeah,
2: I'm I'm a big believer of just if you like something, then just embrace it. No yeah, matter, no matter exactly, like, I I still. Want to be like going to nightclubs when I'm 90 years old, not that I'll ever reach 90, especially <laughs> not with these chicken wings. Um, but, but, um, yeah, I, I recently went to uh, one of Matic Mouth shows
4: and Sticky Blood shows, yeah, and,
2: and I was so out of place there, but I loved every minute
4: of it. That's it if you enjoy it, yeah, if you enjoy it, like it's, it's just one of those things that m- musically I never particularly connected with any of it, but there are just like there's, there's random things where I like an artist, yeah. Who's completely out the park for me Like n- nowhere near where What I normally listen to and Then people will say like Oh well if you like that You'll like this and this and this Like yeah, but I just like that I, d- I don't like yeah. the genre I like just like that one artist Or maybe even that one album or something Yeah So it's weird it Was When I used to DJ I used to do a
2: pub And uh, there was this old guy that came in Called Cliff and uh, he must have been about ninety years old. Yeah. and He came in every every week at the same time. He, had, he got his half a bitter, yeah. half a stone's bitter. Came across to me. Yeah. He was like, it was like a routine. He'd, he'd come in, uh, get his drink, walk across to me, ask for um, uh, Blueberry Hill, uh, the song. Yeah. So I'd always put it on for him, and then he would go and stand like in this packed pub. Full of like twenty-year-old girls and whatever dancing away. He'd stand right in the middle of them and just dance away. And I was nice. like, I'm "Like, yeah, when I'm older, he's got <laughs> moves. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's got like, moves." And he'd, he'd do that, and he'd stay till about half past nine, and then go. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, if he enjoys his time, why yeah. not? And and everybody knew him. Everyone got to know him as well. He was yeah. A bit of a legend in that pub. I <laughs> uh, just, I've always looked up to that, thinking how amazing that is. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'd, li- I'd like still
4: going to still go into gigs and stuff
2: yeah as I get older um, I can't see me never not going to gigs
4: yeah, yeah. whether whether I'll be down with the rabble at like metal gigs when I'm in my old <laughs> yeah. age and drawing a pension I don't know but yeah, yeah I'd like I, to be going I, two gigs at least I think went
2: to a Reverend the Makers gig with Neil a couple of years ago now and we ended up in like right in the middle of the rowdy part yeah um, and Neil nearly had a heart attack he'd also been drinking about 30 <laughs> cans of Red Bull throughout the day so <laughs> I thought it was going to involve alcohol then, to be honest. <laughs> this was actually when he wasn't drinking, I think. It was during his non-drinking years from memory. Yeah. So, yeah, he just... Just overdosed on Red Bull instead. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> right, so we've got less than a minute left. Uh, Reaper Accessories have sent us a tweet saying, The guys on the squeak on Sheffield Live have had a little chat about us today. Thanks for the mention, chaps. Basically, Drew's listening. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Drew. Hi, Drew. (laughs) Is that that the new hi, Paul? Yeah, we'll just (laughs) say it to everyone. Um, So, yeah, thanks for coming in, Tom. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, some other time we'll get you on again. Um, Luke will be back next week. Hopefully, we've got Sam Christie and uh, Ben from View Romantics next week as well. So, um, tune in from two next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.
0: Planning for your next trip?